stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. All right, welcome back. It's been pointed out many times that we've got a lot of uncertainty ahead of July 1st of next year when uh, cannabis is set to become legal. And there's probably some truth to that. I, I think it's being used as an excuse by some to delay legalization, or some of this is is kind of needless worry. But there is a, an, an interesting question that, that's come up this week, and the question of, of advertising. What kind of uh, advertising should be allowed for cannabis? As uh, the Canadian press notes, uh, Ottawa's uh, federal task force the member Anne McClellan headed up this task force. They recommended that cannabis products should have plain packaging and only allow certain kinds of information to be listed. That would include company name, strain, and price. They also suggested that advertising restrictions on marijuana should be similar to those imposed on the tobacco industry, which is essentially to say that there is no advertising allowed. Uh, there's very, very little that tobacco companies can do in the way of advertising, in stark contrast, obviously, to, to the alcohol industry. Uh, so there's uh, a coalition for responsible cannabis branding that's been launched this week, and this is 17 of Canada's authorized licensed cannabis producers have proposed some guidelines for cannabis advertising and marketing. So joining us to talk a bit more about what that would entail uh, very pleased uh, to welcome to the program here today, uh, speaking on behalf of the uh, coalition, we've got with us Cam Batley, Executive Vice President of Aurora Cannabis Incorporated. Uh, Cam, thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the program. My pleasure. Okay, so um, tell us a bit more then about why you, you've come together with this coalition and what, what kind of issues we need to address here. Well, so the government right now, the federal government, is trying to make a decision as to what um, branding and promotion should look like for legal cannabis for adults once legalization kicks in after July of 2018. And what we've proposed here is a regime that essentially is identical to um, that governing uh, beer, wine, and liquor across Canada. And for that, we have both federal and provincial regulations. And this simply makes sense. What we are suggesting is that there's no need to reinvent the wheel, that there's already a regime in place that's been working quite well for decades. Uh, And since the substances are reasonably uh, comparable, although I would argue that cannabis... Now, there's sufficient uh, scientific evidence to show that it's actually a less uh, or a more benign substance than alcohol, um, that we should go ahead and create guidelines that are derived from those around beer, wine, and liquor. All right. Well, as we mentioned, the, the task force of the uh, federal government put together, they recommended that uh, it be comparable to, to tobacco and the restrictions around tobacco advertising. Why do you think that, that's the wrong comparison? Then? Well, there are a couple of reasons why we don't think that that's the best way to go. And the first and most important, perhaps, is that we have to recall the central objective of, of consumer legalization um, from the federal government's perspective. And what they want to do is to carve away that black market, that illegal, unregulated, and in some cases unsafe market, and replace it with a legal, regulated, and safe market. So in order to do that, we need to be able to compete effectively with an extremely sophisticated black market. And let me give you an idea of what I mean. Right now, any Canadian, and the problem is without age restriction, can go online and order the full range of cannabis products that are available, for example, in a, uh, a dispensary in Colorado and have it delivered to their door. All of these are branded products, uh, and they come in multiple formats. So it's, like I say, it's a very sophisticated black market, and we need all the tools that we can get 
in order to carve away that black market and, and make the federal policy a success. Okay, so um, I, I guess from, from what I, I know of, of alcohol advertising, there's uh, television advertising uh, that's allowed, uh, radio, print, etc. Sponsorships uh, are allowed. Do you, do you envision something similar? What, what, uh, how, how do you see this playing out? We do. We envision something similar. And let's be clear that there are restrictions to make sure that, that alcohol products are not advertised to kids. And that's something that we're very strong on. And for me, it's something that's very close to my heart. I'm a scout leader and a soccer coach, and I don't want kids using cannabis any more than I want them using alcohol or uh, psychoactive prescription drugs. And I don't want them exposed to the messaging. So I think what we're talking about here is, for example, late-night television ads, the kind of times and places where you would see advertising directed at adults only. All right. So it would... That would depend on, on where the advertising takes place or in terms of where broadcast, when, yeah. when, when it takes place, et cetera. Yeah. And, and to that end, what we've done is we've partnered with Advertising Standards Canada, uh, which is an organization that governs uh, advertising to make sure that it's appropriate and to make sure that it's accurate. And they've also been working with the alcoholic beverage industry for some time, so they know what they're doing. And they're an excellent partner on this, and I think that they would help us immensely in ensuring that responsible advertising is conducted. And we've actually gone a little bit beyond what the requirements are for beer, wine, and liquor. Uh, We've suggested that there should be, for example, uh, assurance that the audience would be at least 70% adults. Uh, And we've also uh, added a requirement that all messaging include messages with respect to responsible use. And I think that's a good way to get this off to a good start and also give us the the, uh, tools that we need to carve away that black market and make the federal legalization policy a success. Now, in these recommended guidelines, it says that the marketing would be about promoting brand preference. Um, so how, how do you separate that from a message of come try cannabis? It's legal. Now's your chance. So you're saying this isn't about trying to uh, introduce cannabis to non-users, but rather promoting brand preference amongst existing users. That's right. And one thing that, that it's always useful to remember, Rob, is that we're not inventing a market for cannabis here. There are millions of Canadians who currently use cannabis, uh, and the, the fact is that the products that they're using come from unknown provenance, and they, they are illegal and unregulated. So we're not creating a market here. What we're trying to do is pull people up, if you like, up into the light of legitimacy and get them to access the legal market. All right. Now, ultimately, is this uh, federal jurisdiction, or is there overlapping jurisdiction with provincial regulations and federal regulations? Under the current um, beer, wine, and liquor regulations, there are both federal and provincial regulations. The lead on this, of course, is being taken by the federal government with the legislation and the regulations surrounding consumer legalization. All right. Well, and, and does the legalization spell out these rules, then? Are you attempting to get the legislation changed, or are, are, is, are some of these decisions not yet made? They're not yet made because most of this uh, will rest in the regulations themselves, and those have not yet come out from the federal government. So what we have is the legislation that's going through the legislative process right now in the House and the Senate uh, that's essentially enabling legislation, and it's left quite a lot of detail to the regulations. Those regulations haven't come out yet, and we want to make sure that we get our voices in there and make an argument for something that makes sense that will be pragmatic and also safe and responsible. All right. Well, I guess we'll, we'll see what comes of all of this. Cam, thanks for making some time for us here today. Appreciate it. You bet. Anytime. All right. Take care. That's uh, Cam Batley speaking on behalf of the Coalition for Responsible Cannabis Branding. Uh, so that's 17 licensed cannabis producers, uh, including uh, Aurora Cannabis. Uh, Cam Batley is Executive VP at Aurora Cannabis Incorporated.
So, sure, they, they want to be able to promote their product. Obviously, we can understand their motivation. Should they be allowed to? What they propose in terms of five principles, that marketing would only promote brand preference, will not attempt to influence adult non-consumers to become consumers. Marketing would not be directed to persons under 18 years of age. All advertising message will contain responsible use statements, like you see in, in beer commercials, for example. Uh, it says to facilitate compliance with these guidelines, producers may voluntarily opt to submit their advertising messages to add standards for pre-clearance before sending them out, and that uh, producers would agree to adhere to the provisions of the Canadian Code of Advertising Standards. Uh, you know, and, and I tend to come down more on the side of, of freedom of, of speech. And I, I think this almost does become a freedom of speech issue. These companies being able to legally communicate uh, to their customers. I suspect that, as, at least in the initial stages of legalization, there's going to be a tendency by regulators and policymakers to, to use an abundance of caution. I suspect these uh, proposals are not going to be well received. I don't know that there's going to be an eagerness right out of the gate to, to allow for advertising of cannabis products. I think there should be. I don't think it's illegitimate that uh, these companies would, would market their product as alcohol companies do. But it is a huge double standard we have when it comes to tobacco and alcohol marketing. Right? We've decided as a society that alcohol consumption's more or less okay, even though it can obviously have uh, terrible consequences. And so it's, it's not a bad thing that it's marketed. In fact, there's a junior hockey team in Canada called the Halifax Mooseheads. Their name and their logo is one and the same with a very popular beer. And nobody pats an eye about that. Uh, there are kids playing on that team, presumably, who are not yet old enough to consume that product. Right? Whereas any kind of sponsorship, I mean, NASCAR used to have the Winston Cup, and that's, that's long gone. People see that crazy now. Tobacco. What? Forget it. So, no, you don't see tobacco ads anywhere. And it's they've almost become not quite antiques, but when you, you, you see uh, websites, look at these old retro uh, smoking ads. It just seems so weird now to see it. So it is a big difference. Where does cannabis fall in? Maybe somewhere in between, perhaps? Some limited advertising, but not quite to the extent we see with, with beer and now with, with spirits, too. 403-974-8255. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.